If there is one holiday tradition that has only grown over the years, it's watching holiday movies. I honestly cannot stress enough how much I love them. But I really wanted to dig deeper into this tradition and figure out why they're so ridiculously captivating. From the classics to the new cheesy TV movies, there's really something for everyone. So to discuss all of these movies and so much more, I am thrilled to have my bestie back on the podcast. She has her own podcast called Five Tree Christmas, where she reviews and discusses all things Christmas movies and Christmas in general. So there was no one better for this episode. So please help me welcome back Ade. Hello, everyone. It's it's good to be back here on Curating Cozy. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. You know, these movies are something that I really love. So to, to sit around and chat about them with my best friend for a while is uh, perfect. It's, perfect it's like a dream come true. I'm literally it's, wearing it's my comfiest outfit right now, sitting in my closet recording this. It's oh, perfect. gosh. I, I closed myself off in the office and I'm, I'm ready to go. So I was never into like the cheesy holiday movies until mm-hmm. I met you. You know what's funny, Kathleen? I've been thinking about this uh, recently, and it's only been probably two or three years that I've been super into them. I'm not sure. I think the first one that I ever watched was uh, a holiday engagement, which oh, fun fact which is, that like I also I will not the best. This one. is a hill I will die on. <laughs> it is not a Christmas movie. It is a Thanksgiving movie. Very little, or if any yeah. of that movie happens at Christmas. So that's anyway, true. that's just you know a random pet peeve that I have that they're marketing yeah. it as a Christmas movie now. But yeah, like I, it hasn't been that long that I've been into them either, and um, I think it's really something that you know your late twenties and thirties they start calling your name. They really do. I don't know. I mean, I guess because a lot of them are based. A- about or based on people that are our age Mm -hmm. or like around our age um so they're a little bit more relatable than they were when we were younger I think that's right they're they're great they really are I have I have grown a new love for them and there are some that I actually now watch every year yeah I'm starting to figure out like what are my staples what are my favorites what are the ones that there are some that I haven't deleted from the DVR since last Christmas yeah and I just keep them around for when like, I want to watch um, them the mistletoe one right uh my the ones that I haven't deleted uh two turtle doves which is that's gonna be on my favorites list at the end and yeah, match me match mingle all the way mingle all the that's way. that's the one I was thinking about mingle all the way I know love you love them. that one that was those were both very good Oh, thanks. I, they're two of my favorites. I don't yeah. know why I said thanks. I didn't make them, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, there. so there's one called 12 Dates of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Have you a seen classic. that one? A classic. It, is a, it's a, it was originally on the former ABC family, yeah. now Freeform. And Freeform still has a bit of a Christmas thing, but it's certainly not as uh, robust as, as Hallmark, you know, and, Lifetime Hallmark and, and Lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Although... As soon as Netflix got in the game, they like, changed the game. It was like game over for me because yeah. I feel like it almost pushed Hallmark and Lifetime to a new level as well. 
knowing that the streaming services were getting involved yeah i think this is something this is something that that i i mentioned just briefly in one episode of the podcast last season but i'm Mm -hmm. gonna discuss more in depth uh with with a couple people that i'll have as guests this year um but you know i think just the explosion of this industry of like the Mm -hmm. christmas romance industry is really keeping everyone on their toes and it's forcing you know lifetime and hallmark particularly hallmark who's you know the juggernaut of this of this uh this area um to to diversify their their casts Mm -hmm. uh in many ways so that's you know in in race in in uh you know size uh in the kind of stories that they're telling and Mm -hmm. you know even telling queer stories now which i think is a really important um addition so it's exciting it's exciting time to to be in this in this area (laughs) yeah absolutely and i even remember last year you saying that there were a few more hanukkah movies than you had previously seen yeah i think last year three premiered two were on hallmark and one on on uh, lifetime Mm -hmm. um and two of them were incredibly good two of my favorites from last year uh double holiday on on hallmark and Uh uh Ooh, mistletoe and menorahs i think it was called on, on lifetime that sounds right yeah i'll have to check and see if those are airing this year because well i, I mean should we talk about now like how to view these movies oh girl go ahead and should give your tips okay so it has been a quest of mine to try and figure out how to watch these movies easily and not for like a thousand dollars so I put it out there onto Facebook after kind of doing my own research because we don't, my husband and I don't have cable. So Will and I don't have, you know, a Comcast subscription or anything like that. And I don't think my parents' cable works quite that way where you can just like record things on the internet. And so I was having such a hard time figuring it out because last year I used the Hallmark app on apple tv which is great because you can watch live tv but that's all you can do so i could watch the live movies but i couldn't watch anything on demand and living on the west coast with small kids all the movies aired at really terrible times for me so it made it very difficult to watch and so our friend jacqueline uh sent me towards friendly tv f-r-n-d-l-y tv so it's like friendly without the i-e and for 7.99 a month you can watch and record anything on like 15 different family-friendly channels including hallmark and hallmark movies and mysteries game show network all that sort of stuff so you can cancel at any time and all the recordings keep for up to three months. I think you have unlimited recordings. Oh, wow. That's so amazing. it's like perfect for the holiday season because I can do it from now through the end of December, January, and it's my whole season for less than $25. That's such a, it's such a great, um, a way of, of uh, such a great kind of solution to the problem because it, it really exact it does exactly what you need right it targets like the channels that you want allows you to record which is really important because as we keep mentioning there are so 
many movies that are coming out yes (laughs) and and it's impossible to keep up um unless you have recording so that i think that sounds that's a great solution um okay so we're actually going to get into some questions because i feel like we've answered and discussed so many things already but what is it about holiday movies in general so classics and the the you know hallmark lifetime categories that make people want to watch them so this is my theory that, you know, I haven't, I'm sure there are people that have written about this that have, you know, done more than thought more than me about this. But I, I really think that it's, there's something comforting about knowing things will end well, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's almost uh, not all, not a hundred percent true for Christmas movies or holiday movies, but almost, I'd say it's like 99.5% true that things end well, everything gets resolved, all the little problems, you know, and hardships are taken care of. Usually people, you know, at least in the Lifetime Hallmark brand, they fall in love and just things are happy and they end well. And after, you know, a long year of being busy, um, of, you know, setting goals, of, of working hard, usually people catch these movies on, you know, when they're on holiday, when they're on break and, and they can just enjoy and have things go well. And I think that's really comforting. Um, and so I, I think that's, for me, that's, I think that's it. You know, everything from, from, you know, home alone to the cheesiest Hallmark Christmas movie to, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think love actually is actually a really interesting one here because it doesn't, everything yes. doesn't end well for everyone, but like everything totally. resolves itself in some way. And yeah. so like, that's really, I think the, the heart of it. That makes so much sense. And it's true. I mean, even, I mean, I know there are like a lot of debates about daylight savings time as like a concept, but mm-hmm. you know, once it gets dark early, I feel like I just want to hibernate at mm-hmm. my, you know, at the, at the house, on the couch, watching these movies. It's like, it's a huge comfort. Yeah. I yeah. think so too. Yeah, absolutely. So what is it that... Hallmark and Lifetime and like the cheesy movie, you know, now like Netflix and even I don't know if Disney Plus is going to get into it too, but what is the specific draw of that movie style? Yeah, I this is going to sound uh maybe harsh, but I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean, for better or for worse, these movies are pretty brainless, right? They they yes. don't ask <laughs> a lot of you. Um you don't have to engage um like a lot of your mind or a lot of like effort to watch them. You can even drift in and out of paying attention sometimes, you know, your kid comes and taps you. Oh, I need a snack, mom. Okay. Like you get them the snack. You didn't miss much. No harm, no foul. Um, so I think that's one thing, but I also think there's just, you know, for all of those cheesy endings where like they kiss at like, I, this is my estimation. 95% of the time the kiss happens Uh at like nine 58 or like on the 58. Yeah minute of like the second hour and you know it's cheesy you know it's coming but it's nice to see people in love right (laughs) like it is you know there's there are so many that's i said that the wrong way there there are so many so fewer there are far fewer romantic comedies now than there were you know when we were growing up and so it's just not a genre like love is not a genre that i feel like is really appreciated that much anymore at least not in like this like mindless light fun way um Mm -hmm. and so these movies have that for us um and they allow you to just chill and i think that's what people love about them yeah that's a really good point I also really like that some of the same actors come back year after year for these 
because there are certain actors where I know I'll watch their movies just because I like them, you know, as a human, as an actor, actress. Oh, for Um, sure. And it's nice to see, it's nice to see them like have fun and get to, you know, do these cheesy movies and then like go back to the other work that, that they're doing the rest of the year. So it's really interesting, right? There, there's a, I think both Hallmark and Lifetime have a set of like recurring actors that show mm-hmm. up on their respective channels year after year. And then, you know, and now Netflix has like, um, what's her name? Why am I blanking? Gabriella from High School Musical. <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens has made, you know, three now, right? Um, but Wait, back to what, what three? She made, so uh, Princess, Princess Switch. Switch. And Princess then what Switch. was the Two. bad one that came out last year uh, night before christmas oh i forgot about that yeah. one and now princess switch <gasps> oh it was oh, so she's three that, years that running she's kind of the queen yes. of, of of netflix christmas uh i'm totally point. here for it and i i'm i love it too and when it comes to the hallmark people though and and the lifetime people um you know i do think it's there's this like nice community that they've kind of built particularly Uh on hallmark of like these actors they come together and do events not so much this year but you know they 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 come together they they do like these like you know coming up next like events they really have built a community people like Lacey chabert um why am I blanking on all their names? DJ Candace Cameron Bure. Candace, yeah. Um, Burr, Bure, whatever. Bure. Um, and then, you know, actors like Andrew Walker, Nikki Deloche, right? Um, there are so many of these actors that just come back year over year. Um, and and that's actually going to, it's something that I'll talk about probably later. Um, but I think it, you're right. It is a draw. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So before we get too far into this, I also want you to just tell everyone kind of the categories that you have um, put these cheesy movies into. It's, I feel like once you know the categories, it's almost more fun to watch because Mm -hmm. you see exactly how they fit into the categories and it's ridiculously accurate how you can just like take all the movies in that category and put them together and then, you know, like as soon as I watched Love in Winterland, I was like, I was like, I can categorize this mm-hmm. for for Addie. Yeah. So you know, to give kind of a backstory here, I have, uh, like I said, only been watching these movies intently um, for for two or three years. Um, and you know, the the common thing that people say is, oh, they're all the same. You know, it's like one plot. You can pretty much know what's going on. It's like a lady who goes to a small town and falls in love. And I thought that was true, too. And then my sister and I one day were in a conversation about how they're all the same. And I tried to write out, like, lay out. Um, I think I actually wrote it down. Like, what is, like, the, the plot of the typical Hallmark Christmas movie? And I realized that there's actually not a ton of variation, but there's quite a bit of variation in there in, in the different kinds of movies that they have. Um, so I, I, bro- I tried to actually truly break it down into like, what are the, the core sets of plot types um, that they have? And I think I, I settled on, you know, three, 
four-ish. I've kind of added a fourth big buckets of Christmas movies. The first one I call like the worker bee. Um, it's usually about a hardworking big city woman who goes to a small town or is thrown into some magical situation. And uh, she, you know, through that, the course of, you know, all the shenanigans that ensue, she, you know, rediscovers the joy of Christmas family and love. And there's some other sub variations there, but that that's the main situation. And then I'd say the next type, plot type two, is single um, and going home, right? So it's a woman who's afraid to go home without a partner. And so she either rents or steals one. That's a 2A. She, like, brings home a, a fake partner. Or 2B is that she runs into her old boyfriend or, or you know, friend who she never looked at with a romantic eye and like they fall in love right so either she and her rented boyfriend or her old boyfriend they fall in love and then the third type is the scrooge and here there's there are two pretty distinct variations one there's either a grumpy woman or b there's a grumpy guy and they don't like christmas and like the other one convinces them that christmas is actually awesome right and they fall in love in the process um and then the last kind of weird one that's maybe a catch-all is I call it a type four. Um, it's usually it, it's usually not a romance plot, and it's I've kind of come to the conclusion, Kathleen, that they're all save Christmas plots. Like it's actually just like type four is like a Christmas is in peril. Like what do we do? And we have yeah. to save it. And then by the end they like save it. Right. This this is everything from like Elf to like Christmas Chronicles to like you know okay. like all of them. Like Christmas is in jeopardy yeah. somehow and we have to save it. Even Klaus, right? That came out last year. Like they're always oh, like Christmas is in jeopardy. So we have to save it. How are we gonna save Christmas? Um, yeah. So those are kind of like the four big ones, right? Worker bee, single, yeah. at home, the Scrooge, and and save Christmas. Yeah, you could even almost put Noel into that mm-hmm. last category too. Save Christmas, gotta save Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> but like female Santa, I am so here for that. Love it. I was, I'm here for I, it. I love Noel. I watched it quite a few times last it's year. It's one of the few movies that I've given a five out of five. It, it, I yeah. thought it was a pretty perfect movie. It was. Fun. I can't wait to watch it again this year. I really um, hope they make a sequel. <laughs> personally. That- yeah i do too it would be really that would be a really sweet sequel to do Mm -hmm. um but kind of speaking of that and wanting to watch it again this year what is like the determining factor for wanting to watch a movie year after year versus the ones that you just you know you watch and say like that was nice i'm glad i watched it and then you just don't ever watch it again you know, Kathleen, that's that's pretty tough for me. I, I don't know if there's like a single defining or even set of factors that I can put my finger on. I would say that like they can't be too poorly made. This is speaking to the Lifetime Hallmark movie yeah. circuit. They can't be like just so over the top ridiculous, bad acting. You know, like it's got to have something special, something unique um for example one of the movies that i really loved last year was about grief um and i think this is actually becoming a more recurring and 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 uh a theme that we're seeing more in tv shows in general tvs and tv and movies in general just like people dealing with grief of a family member passing somebody who raised them um and for me it was just done really well was it still cheesy yes was the acting like you know oscar winning no right um, but it was done really well. It was done with care. You could tell the movie was made with a lot of love. Um, 
and and the chemistry was good between the leads I think that's another really important thing and then I think also Kathleen it's sometimes as simple as like I really like this actor and they're in a movie that doesn't suck and and you know like Nikki Deloche who's the lead in Two Turtle Doves or like Vanessa Mm -hmm. Hudgens who's you know like you love watching them play these roles um Mm -hmm. and 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 that brings you back um so I I I think it's hard to put a finger on it I just said a lot of things but um you know and it's different for everyone I think is the other thing like what you really connect to in a movie um especially in this genre can be really uh, unique to you and what you really value about the season um and so so I think it's hard to say but you know it just can't be terrible I think that's that's you know baseline it can't be it can't be really poorly made (laughs) um and and most movies avoid that but but uh sometimes we we do run into a train wreck I think for me also movies that touch on the idea of nostalgia Mm -hmm. or that um have have and it's and it's truly kind of like an undefinable undefinable indefinable undefinable I don't know indescribable quality (laughs) (laughs) where you just they make me feel like I'm watching them as a kid you know Mm -hmm. and um like Noel had that feeling for me and Christmas Chronicles had that feeling for me where it just felt like this is, I mean, in those two movies, I know were not specifically made for the super cheesy holiday movie genre, but they really felt old school in a way. I think there's something to that. I think there's something, especially about the non-romance part of, of the Christmas genre, yeah. um, that when it's done right and it's when it's done well, it can really uh, remind you of your youth. It's something that you can share with your kids, but you're also really, truly enjoying yourself. Um, and and that's that's hard to that's hard to create right like you watch Klaus and you think this is an instant classic right it feels young it feels like you you feel like a kid again watching it you're you're drawn in you're you're like the it's funny um it it reminds you of some things you already love right so that one had a real like emperor's new groove vibe to it and and, yeah but at Christmas um same with same with you know Noel that it reminded you of Elf but it did something mm-hmm. new it did something special you laughed you you suspended your you know disbelief and really bought into the world um, yeah. um and uh, similar to Polar Express was another one that came out when I was probably too old to be watching kids movie but I I loved it right um it just they they make you remember the belief I was never a kid that believed yeah. in Santa but like they make you believe in Santa. I swear to God, Polar Express made me believe in Santa. Like, yeah, <laughs> like as an adult. Um, so there's something really special about movies that are able to do that. The other thing that I would add, Kat, is that there's something about the collective experience. Um, when these movies come out, I think in this era, era, there's so many, like we're all watching a million different things, right? Totally. Um, and you know, your top five favorite TV shows might not even be the ones that I'm watching at all. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and so there's something about movies that can get everyone to buy in, right? Everyone shows up and have you seen this yet? Oh my gosh. I liked this part. Did you see that part? You know, that 
help bring about that like feeling of nostalgia and 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 instant classicness about you know like they help drive that so that the next year it comes around you, you're not just thinking about the movie but you're also thinking about the conversations you had and the community you built around that movie um and that experience um so, you know kind of taking it out of Christmas I think Game of Thrones is the perfect example of that right where yeah. everyone was talking about it so it wasn't just about watching it it was also about discussing it um and and loving it together Harry Potter is another one right it wasn't just about yes. the thing it was about the community um and I think oh, these movies are able to do that in a in a small way I I completely agree and it's funny because I think it was was it two or three years ago now where you you just had one post mm-hmm. on Facebook, just a regular standard post mm-hmm. on your Facebook profile? Back about, when I was still posting on Facebook. <laughs> also true. About holiday movies. Mm-hmm. And like you you asked a question and it wasn't meant to be like a full discussion. It just was it was meant to ask a question and all of a sudden there are like 400 comments yeah about all the holiday movies that we were all watching and we were started posting in real time and that sort of thing all on this one facebook post and so the next year when you created the actual facebook group to have where we could discuss movies and have it be like a more organized fashion mhm which I very much appreciated. But now, like, it, you know, going back to that every year is so much fun. And it it does. It feels very much like a community. And I think that in terms of, like, what makes a movie a classic, you know, because we all have movies that are from decades ago that mm-hmm. we consider classics. Like, for me, my favorite all-time Christmas movie will always be the 1964 TV movie of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Mm -hmm. in stop animation. Like, to me, there is nothing that will ever top that in terms of the feeling of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the cheesy movie category, I I think when A Christmas Prince came out Yep. on Netflix... That was the beginning of, like, building this, at least for me, like, building this community based on these movies, I guess. And the fact that they did three of them in a row every year was phenomenal. And it just, to be able to, to, like, go back and watch that one, like, to watch Princess Switch... You know, it's been out two years now. I am absolutely going to be watching it this year, as well yeah. as the sequel. Um, I'm going to watch all the Christmas Prince movies again, even though the first one is really the best Ideal. one. It's, the, it's yeah. such a great movie. Yeah. But I think that, like, those have the weird classic feel, even though they're brand new. And Christmas Chronicles despite it not being in the same category and having Kurt Russell, who is obviously not like a classic Santa Claus Mm -hmm. at all. Somehow that movie is because it's about the magic. Mm -hmm. I just, I feel like that's already a classic in my mind. 
Yeah. And it, it really does have this. If, if you were to erase my memory today and told me that I watched that movie growing up, I'd believe you. Like it has that yeah. feel. It has that feel of like, you know, yeah, there are things, there are things that are modern in it, of course, but it just makes you feel like a kid again. And I, and that there's something to that. That's hard to achieve. Yeah, it really is. And I, I just, I really love that movie for a lot of reasons, but, oh, <laughs> yeah, they're just so good. All these movies are so good. Um, so what role do these movies play in your life? Obviously, you started Five Tree Christmas, which has grown from, you know, an Instagram account and a Facebook group to a podcast, but you know, with that and beyond that, what, 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 what role do these movies play in your life? Right. Um, so, you know, in some ways I'm just like a normal person, right? I just really like them. I sit down and I watch them. I laugh at them. I enjoy them. Um, (laughs) but you know, I think my siblings and I, I don't know what makes us like this, but we've always been people who, you know, the moment we finish watching something or sometimes in the middle of it, because we are, we are talkers. <laughs> you are very, you are very analytical siblings. We are, we talk about everything. We talk about, we break it down. I, I, I remember last year there was a Lacey Chabert movie that came out, um, Christmas in Rome, nothing too special. I think I gave it like a three out of five. It's not, it's not even one of my favorites. Um, but my whole family, it was at Thanksgiving and my whole family sat down and just had a real discussion on the verge of argument about this movie and, and how it played out. Um, and so like, you know, that that approach to always breaking down media, whether it be book, movie, TV, whatever, um, that is hard to stop. And so as I started watching these movies um, in kind of a, a super high quantity, um, mm-hmm. you know, I started keeping track of what I was watching Um this was partially driven by the Facebook group and wanting to report out. Yeah. Um, so I write my little reviews either as I was watching or, or right after each movie, one or two or three sentences, nothing crazy. Um, and I realized I had this like treasure trove of information. And so I took the next step and, and kind of made it semi-professional and, and shared my opinions um, as scary as that can be sometimes, because sometimes people disagree, um, but I yeah. share them on Instagram. I share them on the podcast and, and I've, you know, expanded the podcast um, to, to talk more about, you know, the role that Christmas plays in people's lives, kind of like this, this episode of your podcast. Um, yeah. but also, you know, how we experience these movies, especially as women who have some of the jobs that, you know, these women have mm-hmm. in this, in this, in the world that they build. Um, yeah. how, how does that affect, you know, you or, or how do you view it differently when you're watching a movie? For example, your episode, when you came on to my podcast, um, where there was a photographer and you're a photographer and how does that change how you view the movie? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so it's really expanded to be more than I ever thought it would be. I, I just picture your whole family watch, like discussing these movies around the table. And (laughs) I believe it. I believe it. You know, these movies can be really overwhelming when you like, you look at just the Hallmark schedule from Mm -hmm. October you know, the end of October through Christmas. Um, and you just say, like, how do I choose? Like, how do I know what to watch? And 
your reviews on Instagram and the podcast are so helpful because they're not, you know, the hour long in-depth analytical version. They're a snippet and a, you know, a little synopsis um, and what you did or didn't like about it. And it's, yeah. it makes it very easy to go onto Hallmark and say like, okay, I definitely want to record that one. I can probably skip that one because, you know, if I'm going to, watch like 30 new movies this year i can only choose yeah so many of them um i mean when when hallmark is releasing 40 and lifetime 30 and netflix 10 and you know disney plus yeah. 2 and hulu 1 and there's there's so much to keep track of and mm-hmm. it even gets overwhelming for me and i've made it kind of like a second job right so um it's it's i try to make it as easy and approachable for people as possible to watch new ones as early as possible so i can tell people because one of the great things is that lifetime and hallmark both re-air all of their premieres um several times yes. throughout the season so uh-huh. um it gives people the opportunity to say hey maybe let me set a recording up for this and and make sure yeah, that i see it for sure and it is a little bit easier with netflix yeah because they don't have as many and so you just say oh i am gonna watch you know, all of them or whatever. Um, I And there are several from Netflix that I really do want to watch over and over again. The Holiday Calendar, mm-hmm. was that? That one was really good. Um, I very much enjoyed Klaus, obviously. Yeah. I, I mean, watched that, that just... in August, I think. It's just so oh, good. Just why not, so... right? It's such a great yeah. movie. <laughs> it's so good. And, and it really, like, gave new life to that form of animation, which was also really nice. Yes, very true. It was, it was, yeah. it's unique um, in, in 2019, 2020 to, to get that, that kind of um, old school animation. For sure. And kind of moving into the whole 2020 life, mm-hmm. uh, why do you think that these movies are, or could be, even more important to us in 2020 so i think um i look at this two ways uh the first is that like you know after a crazy year a really stressful and and trying year um for for many people for a variety of reasons um it's nice to come back to this point um Mm -hmm. and and come back to these movies and just have that you know like we talked about earlier that like normalcy that like regular knowledge that there will be a happy ending at the end of these right yeah Um, so that's one aspect that like it's it's comforting to pick up your your cheesy christmas movie blanket put it on and, and and you know not stress about anything but on the other end i think 2020 is a particularly important year um for these movies because like we just talked about earlier you you know these streaming services coming in and joining the race has really put pressure on Hallmark and Lifetime to do more and to do better. Um, And I think we're going to see that reflected in diversity in particular um, on, on Hallmark in particular this year. Um, There'll be, I think a same sex couple. Um, There's going to be more, uh, more racial diversity Um, and, 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 what a year for for them to have been pushed in the right direction, right? Um, because Absolutely. it would have been too late for them had they not yep. gotten the the message last last Christmas. Yeah. Um, and and you know, Lifetime was already moving in that direction, and they're already doing a great job. And and it's great to see that Hallmark's joining. Um, and you know, what's really encouraging, and this is just a, a side note here, that 
last year, the actors and the writers of, of on Hallmark in particular really spoke up and said, you know, it's, it's time for change. It's time to do better. Um, oh, and good. so it, it, it'll be good to see. Um, interesting. I, I, I knock on wood. Yeah. I think good, but right. um, we'll see. We'll see what, what comes of this year. Yeah. I did notice when looking at all of the movies that I have set to record over the next couple of weeks, um, that I did notice a lot more diversity in the casting, which yeah. was wonderful. I think see. it's really important. I mean, even on my Instagram, I know that when I post uh, a movie review with a picture that is of two non-white people, that it will not mm-hmm. get as many likes. I know that. I know that ahead of time. Um, and so I think this is just pushing people to see their world a little bit differently. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, it's just, people can say it's just Christmas movies, but you it's know, not, it's important though. for us to see our world reflected back to us as it actually absolutely. is. Um, mm-hmm. And so why not in this area too, right? Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. I think that that's so important to bring to all areas of art and movies and TV. And it's, um, I think it's, I... I'm very excited to see this season's Christmas lineup. I am as well. I think it should be yeah. good. Yeah. I'm very excited. And I'm excited to watch some of the... Some, I mean, I can't really watch a lot of the cheesy Christmas movies with the kids because they, they're they not inappropriate at all, thankfully, yeah. but they're just not as captivating for yeah. them. They're not going to so sit little. through that. Yeah. No. Um, but movies like Klaus, um, or, you know, the Christmas Chronicles, things like that, they will sit and watch. I I just love, I love Christmas movies. I really do love watching them by myself, but I also love watching them with the kids, at least the ones that they'll sit through. Yeah. Um, like the new, the newest, I should say, Grinch, um, Jim Carrey. No, Benedict Cumberbatch. It's like what? the animated. It's like a Yes. Have you not seen this one? I haven't. Okay. To be fair though, I'm not a huge Grinch person. I might be the only one, but No, I don't I definitely don't think you're the only one. The Jim Carrey version I do love. I do watch it every year. Um the actually the Dr. Seuss, the original animated version of the Grinch is the movie that I watch that like kicks off my true christmas season every Mm -hmm. year um but this new grinch which i think is just titled the grinch okay maybe or just grinch it's on netflix now oh Um, okay that makes it easy yes and it's and benedict cumberbatch plays grinch and i was not because you know me i like the original versions of things when it comes to like holiday movies and songs and whatever. I was very worried about this movie because I have such an attachment to the original, yeah. old, you know, old school Dr. Seuss one. Yeah. And it is unbelievably cute. Oh, I mean, I do love myself some Benedict Cumberbatch, even in the animated form. It's honestly probably the best Grinch movie. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's a bold statement. And like, you know, for nostalgic purposes, nothing will ever be 
the 30 minute Dr. Seuss one. But also for time purposes. That's great. <laughs> that's also true. This is like a full on movie. Um, okay. So I know that this is a stressful question, mm-hmm. but I'm going to ask it anyway. Hit what me. is your, f- what is your favorite holiday movie? So of course I didn't pick a favorite. <laughs> That's fine. I I can't, I can't I, pick a single favorite either. I got really stressed out for a second. Um, and then I just decided to say, you know, what are my favorites from each channel or, or platform? Totally. And mm-hmm. uh, with, the, with the caveat that there's probably some recency bias here. And, and I'm not going that far back in my memory. So there are probably things that I'm forgetting. Um, but here we go. So on Hallmark, we already talked about both of them. Mingle All the Way and Two Turtle Doves are two that I love and keep on my DVR at all times. I should probably just get them on DVD. I love them. Very different <laughs> vibes, but I, I love them both a lot. Um, on Lifetime, um, these are both magic movies, actually, but A Christmas Wish, um, which just came out last year, and Snow Globe Christmas, which I don't know when it came out, but stars Donald Faison, and, and he's just great. Um, on Netflix, uh, the classic trio, we've mentioned them all, A Christmas Prince, we the have. first one, which like really drew me into this genre and in, in a way that I can't describe. Just what a community. Um, there were yeah. so many articles, so many hilarious articles around it. Um, that BuzzFeed really, really did some top notch work fantastic. on A Christmas Prince. It was it's yeah. so good. So much good work done there. Um, also Princess Switch, like you said, and Klaus love, love all three of those, um, immensely. Uh, Disney plus recency bias probably, but Noel, Noel was so good. Mm-hmm. I gave it five out of five Christmas trees and I just, I watched it probably three more times during the season and once over the summer. So good. And then finally the classics home alone and love actually, those are two, yeah. you know, uh, growing up, I would say that I, I'm not super detail oriented, um, in, in how I watch things and I, I'm embarrassed to report that for years I did not know that either of them were Christmas movies. I just thought they were like great movies. If you would have asked me when they took place, I was like winter, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like <laughs> I was not like super into Christmas movies as a genre. And, um, yeah, it's only later as an adult, uh, deep into adulthood, uh, that I realized that they're both Christmas movies, uh, but they're just two of my favorite movies, even though, you know, strong caveat love actually has a lot of problematic narratives. Um, but we still love it. True. Um, are there any other movies that you watched a lot growing up we were not uh i think the christmas movie industry uh is a distinctly western industry (laughs) and my parents are not um my parents are not we're not uh born here and so we were raised kind of like cross-culture kids and this was not something like I've seen the, the you know, the Rudolph, um, the Red Nosed Reindeer, the claymation. Like I, that gives me a, a sense of nostalgia, but it's not yeah. it's certainly not one that I, I watched a lot growing up. And I have never seen most of like those older Christmas movies that people love. Like th- that's not um, really my jam. So like this, I, I would say like Elf is like the first movie um elf love actually even though i didn't know it's a christmas movie like things like that are like the the movies that i considered to be like my childhood classics even like polar express came out when i was in like maybe high school um that's like what i consider to be like oh growing up i watched these yeah (laughs) yeah it's true i mean my parents watched a lot of the like really old ones right and introduced us to some of those growing up but 
when it comes to so like I don't know but like other than Rudolph and that sort of thing and like there are a few very core classics that I watch every year but it wasn't until movies like Elf and the Santa Claus came out that I Mm -hmm. really started to get into it Um, and I remember when I was in like middle school high school my friend from church and I would have a sleepover every year and watch the Santa Claus uh, like as many Santa Clauses as were out at the time Mm -hmm. and it was like a very fun holiday tradition of our own so that was kind of like the first my my first like little toe dip into making my own holiday traditions with movies i love that i love that yeah Yeah, like i i think holiday traditions with movies are it's something that i'm only like i said starting in like the last few years but there are some Mm -hmm. some classics out there from childhood yeah and what i really love is i mean we've talked about the community of it but i love being able to talk to my friends about these movies in a way where we all know that they're cheesy and like there are plot holes and everything like that but we have very serious discussions about them very serious at the same time this is a serious very business serious. people it is and so, like, gearing up last year for Christmas Prince 3, when that came out, and everyone was, like, doing their homework and rewatching the first two and, like, rediscussing those, it's yeah. just, it's really fun. Like, the discussion with friends has become a tradition in and of itself. Yeah, as much as, like, And the... as much as the actual watching. Yeah. And... So that's why this year I have this very lofty goal of watching 30 new ones this year yeah. alone. Welcome. Which Welcome to I know the, is not to the club. <laughs> a ton to you. <laughs> I you know it's about it's about half like, of what I do. That's a lot. It's about yeah, it's it's definitely a lot, but um but I really want to do it and I'm excited yeah. to try. You know, and I oh um, I'm looking at my list from last year. Oh, the one Christmas movie, like cheesy Hallmark movie I really loved last year, other than the ones you've already mentioned, I really did enjoy Christmas at Pemberley Manor. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Look, look, I, I will say about this like wave of new, uh, usually Hallmark movies that are based on Jane Austen, they are not bad. They are just not no. really the story uh, from Jane Austen, no. which oh, I think took all. me aback a little bit, but they are fun. Yeah. I think I've watched all three of them yeah. all like since Christmas. <laughs> I've yeah. rewatched all three of them. So yeah, they're good. I mean, it was cute. I very much enjoyed that. I think I sent, I think I set that one to record again this year. It's a way um, to do it. Cause it was just, it was so fun. And talking about netflix looking at my list again let it snow oh my god i forgot about that yeah i know getting like the teen category in there that's a good one and that's a rare that's a rare genre like it it truly was like a teen movie but Mm -hmm. but at christmas um which is not super common and it had a very love actually feel to it very much so that 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 i think that's increasingly the style to aim for 
Um, it's hard to pull off because it's a lot of moving pieces, but they really knocked it out of the park with that movie. I, uh, yeah, you, you and Steffi were kept trying to convince me to watch it. And I really, um, took a while to come around to that. And I was very glad I did. It's on, it's actually the second to last one on my list of things that I watched last year. Yeah. I totally enjoyed it. Yeah. It was very fun. I also watched Mary happy, whatever last year that, like 10 episode show with Dennis Quaid. Yeah. How did you like it? I didn't actually watch that. Um, I think it was a really cute concept. And like, I like that it was a show that took place around Christmas. Um, I think that Dennis Quaid really phoned it in. That's tough. That's a tough look for Dennis. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting is that I I do think this uh, Christmas TV series, like miniseries, is going to increasingly become a thing. So just last night, I actually finished Home for Christmas, which is a Norwegian Netflix uh, comedy, dramedy, maybe. Um, And it, it was good. I mean, it was interesting watching christmas as a tv show as a miniseries instead of instead of as like a you know quick two-hour movie um but i liked it i liked it and i I don't know if it's something that i want to expand but i think it will i think it will on platforms like netflix and hulu and and maybe even disney plus um but it's it just makes it that much harder to take in the quantity that i want to take in totally um but it it's good they're they're doing a pretty good job so (laughs) Uh, there's so much to watch this year. I'm so excited as long as I, I don't have to watch the same Christmas movie over and over again with Henry and Charlie, because I have passed on my love of Christmas and my love of Christmas movies with them or to them. But Henry likes to watch the same movie over and over again, which is very much what I like to do. Yeah. But there's a lot of content to get through at Christmas and I want to get through it all. I mean, yeah, and I think that's part of it, like taking the pressure off of yourself um, and just really like, you know, I didn't say this, but part of the way that I encourage people to prioritize is who are your favorite actors and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, seek those ones out, especially when it comes to Hallmark and Lifetime, there's unlimited content because most of us haven't seen all of the old movies, right? And they're also airing those. And so that 70 new ones plus, you know, 300 old ones, it's impossible. Um, yeah. So, you know, set your goals, record, record, record. Right. I think is the other thing. Yeah. Who knows if you'll watch it, but you might as well record it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so those are kind of my, my pieces of advice for how you can, um, hopefully approach and not go crazy in the season. Yeah. I think that's really good. Oh, okay. This has been an amazing conversation. I have one last question for you. Shoot. What's up? What does your perfect, cozy holiday season day look like? Okay, so this is going to look a lot like my regular day, um, cozy day, which I really enjoyed thinking about last time. I think it's, you know, one of my favorite things that I've ever gotten to, like, do as a thought experiment. So, of course, I'd, I'd sleep in. That's thing one. Yeah. I definitely sleep in. 
I'd um, wake up and probably have a lazy, you know, morning of hot cocoa and pancakes and bacon and maybe even eggs. I'm, I'm a bit weird about eggs, but on an ideal day, I'd be able to take eggs. Um, and then I would actually go to Disney. I would go to Disney um, and it would get dark super early. So the fireworks would be at like seven. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. we just have a nice half day at Disney World. Disney at Christmas is um I've been to Disney at Christmas twice now. Um Disneyland once and Disney World once and it's just so special. It's such a special time of year to be in that like it's already a festive place and then you add Christmas to it and it's like next level. And because mm-hmm. like you said it's right around my birthday. Um I get yeah. the birthday button and it's like everyone's yeah. wishing me happy birthday and it's amazing. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, I'd have a delicious dinner with good wine and family, uh, around me. And it just, it's like a perfect, delicious dinner of whatever I'm craving that day. And then in the end of the day, I get to curl up with my family, um, and we chill on the couch and we watch, uh, either a classic or a cheesy Christmas movie, whatever suits our fancy. Um, and, and that's it. And we're in the perfect climate, right? It's like LA yeah. when it's cooler. Mm-hmm. LA when it's cooler and not on fire yes not being on fire would be a good start so I think that's my perfect day it looks a lot like my my regular day but um with a few a few variations lots of cocoa involved which is amazing because hot cocoa is like the best drink ever invented yeah yeah that sounds like an amazing day I'm here for it. I hope that it happens this year. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that it happens soon. If not this year, then I hope you can do Disney next. Oh, this has been an amazing conversation. I'm glad I've had a fun time. I could, I could talk about these movies all day, as you well know. You know I can too. Very true. Um. And could you tell everyone where they can find you for all of your Christmas um, musings? Sure. Um, So you can find me in two places primarily. First on Instagram. My handle is 5treechristmas. So at the number 5treechristmas. Um, and you can also find me on my podcast, also called Five Tree Christmas. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can find it all over. Um, and Five Tree Christmas is the home of all of all of the good discussions and reviews on 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 Christmas and Christmas movies. So I hope you'll find me and join me and comment, like, share um, all the things because uh, we're building a community. That's what this is all about. Absolutely, for sure. And just to clarify, your um, Instagram handle is—is is that the like the numeral five, or is that five spelled out? That's a great question. <laughs> it's the word five spelled out. I think I said it wrong. Okay. It's, uh, five tree Christmas. F I V E T R E E Christmas. Um, five tree Christmas. That's my. I was talking about my Twitter handle. I forgot. <laughs> oh. <okay. laughs> it was too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes. Uh, well, I hope that everyone joins you over there because the community that you're building is amazing. And Thank I'm you. so glad that people are getting to see your reviews. And I cannot wait to um, hear this season of the podcast. Thanks so much, Kathleen. And thank yeah. you for having me again. Of course. 
Well, until next time, everybody, I hope that you have an incredibly cozy day. See you next time.